Today on the Spring Hills Podcast, we've got another weekend preview episode for you. Pastor Brett is with me in the green room, and he's going to talk about his upcoming sermon from Romans chapter 6. We are coming to the end of our series, Romans 1 to 8. So Pastor Brett will be preaching that sermon live on the lawn this weekend, so you can join us at 5.30 on Saturdays or Sunday mornings, 8.15, 9.30, or you can watch online. He did just get done filming the sermon for the online service, so you can check that out. Go to springhills.org to find out more information on when and where you can watch that sermon. So let's get to Pastor Brett here. Um, and we've got another interesting weekend ahead of us. It looks like we had an interesting weekend. Oh last. Basically, we should turn this into um, a weekend preview of all the things to expect uh, beyond just the message, right? Like, yeah, like 20, be, 2020 is the year that keeps on giving. Yes. So extreme <laughs> heat last weekend, followed by lightning and rain. Um, and this week we've got the the fires going on all around us. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> Romans chapter 6, Brett. What are, where are we going to go this week with Romans 6? Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, we're praying for you. I mean, you, seriously, some people have some real PTSD going on now with the smoke and warnings. And, oh, my goodness, you know. So, I don't know what to say. Other, yeah, the Nixle alerts, the uh, the little emergency service notifications, they go off and you definitely jump a little bit. Like, where's this at? My fr- a friend of mine told me he just canceled all Nixle alerts. Can't take it, you know? It's, so it, Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're praying for you, and hope to see you out at church uh, on the lawn or online. But uh, this week, Romans chapter 6, which is an amazing chapter of Scripture. It is so um, theologically packed, full of truth, full of amazement, I would say, at its its truth that's there. So uh, I encourage you to be a part of it. It begins with this statement, uh, shall we... What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? And the question comes up because he just said in 520 that uh, when the law came, sin, you know, we became aware of our sin, but uh, grace was always greater than our sin. And grace always covers the worst of sin. In other words, you can't out-sin the grace of God. Now, that's the good news. Um, But there were some that were accusing the Apostle Paul of teaching that, uh, well, if God's grace shows up when we sin, why don't we sin all the more so that he gets glory for the grace that he's showing? So kind of a crazy argument. And he, in chapter 6, addresses that idea by saying that's preposterous because your old life is was buried with Christ and uh, you you have a whole new life. You rose with Jesus. In other words, you used to be, as he says in chapter 5, you used to be in Adam uh, with Adam's sin and Adam's death. Now you're in Christ, and because of that, um, you are righteous in Christ. You have been raised up with Christ. So in essence, he's saying, why go back to the old when everything's new? Right. That doesn't make sense. I guess theoretically you could say, well, God forgives sin anyway, so I think I'll just sin it up. I mean, theoretically you could say that, but... Yeah, like taking license to do whatever you want now. Yeah, but it's like, okay, but why would you do that when sin just leads ultimately to spiritual death and bondage and enslavement? Christ freed you from that, you know? So... Now, it's quite an interesting chapter. I think people are going to get a lot out of it. You gave a good analogy. We did just record Brett's message for the online service. 
Um, you gave a good analogy and it made me laugh because I was out there running one of the cameras and you said you don't have to teach kids to do the wrong thing. Yes. You have to teach kids to do the right thing because it's in our nature to do the wrong thing. You That's who you them. were in Adam. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, now it's interesting with Christians, you could say the opposite. Now you need to teach them and direct them in righteousness uh, because they don't want to live in sin. Mm -hmm. They don't want, you know, the Christian, one of the characteristics of a Christian is they may struggle with sin. We all do because we still have that uh, sinful nature as part of what we're dealing with. But the new life we have in Christ, the new nature, makes us want to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. So we just need to be guided in that and directed in that, what that new life looks like, because that's the direction we really want to go in, even though we we stumble and we sin. I remember my daughter when she was very young, um, and I was trying to teach her to obey. You know, mm -hmm. I can't remember how old she was, what, about four maybe. And I still remember her saying, but I don't want to obey. Yeah. And I don't want to, you know. And uh, of course, she's my a, kids are doing that right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't I've want got to. Three and a four year old right now. And, uh, definitely. You know, then I she became a Christian. Of course, now she wants to serve the Lord. <clears throat> although we're all imperfect in this, but I don't say to the Lord now, I don't want to obey you. I say I want to obey you, but I struggle sometimes yeah. with my own. You know, I slip the other way, but that's not me. You know, that's not my new nature. And part of it, I think, when you're saying that, not wanting to obey, but doing it out of your faith and your um, your respect to Christ, obeying, even if it's something that you're like, I don't want to do that. I right. remember um, a couple years ago, I was working at a church, the first church I was working at, and the, the pastor there, um, he had come back from Cambodia after being there for eight years, and he had shared his story often uh, when they were called to Cambodia for ministry. He was just like, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to do it. Um, and then, it, you know, through prayer and just out of uh, obedience to God. They went and they were there for eight years. They did a lot of ministry. And I remember thinking like, I don't know if God all of a sudden called me to Cambodia. Right. I don't know that I'd like, just be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. It's that. like we, we sometimes argue with God about what he's telling us that it is good and yeah. right. And will bless us. We argue with God about it. And, um, then we learn, you know, when we do, um, as we're growing in our relationship to the Lord, learning that his <clears throat> word really is true and his ways really are better. And he really is out to bless our lives, not to in any way hurt us. We come to that place where like, what was I thinking? You know, yeah. why, why did I think I, why do I, why is part of the temptation that we all face that I know a little bit better yeah. or we get deceived? Um, but the general direction of our life is to, we want to come out of that foolishness, right? And we want to live, present our body, as he says in Romans 6, to God as a slave of righteousness. Mm -hmm. used to be a slave to sin. Now you're raised up with Christ and you want to present yourself as a slave of righteousness. But it's not a negative slavery. It's not a tyrannical, evil slavery. That's what the old life was. It was, you know, the devil and and sin and destruction. But now this is a, this is a new relationship of love. It's I present myself uh, to Christ out of love. It's a slavery of love, a tyranny of love, if you will. And I use the illustration of being married and wanting that relationship to be, you know, uh, you, you serve one another. 
because of the deep abiding motivation of love. It is interesting that the word slave is used because we just think of that as such a negative thing. Right. Uh, Yeah, that's really interesting. And he uses that as an analogy. He even says down in chapter 6, I think it's verse 15, uh, about using that. He says, um, oh, where is it now? now? 18. Is it 18, uh, the illustration? Um, Having been set free from sin, have becoming slaves of righteousness. Yeah, verse 19, I am speaking in human terms uh, because of your natural limitations. Uh, he's speaking, when he says I'm speaking in human terms, he's speaking an analogy. And he's acknowledging that the slave analogy is an analogy, uh, but like all illustrations, you can't push it all the way out. It, it's, it's a, uh, helps you to understand, yeah. um, but doesn't fully answer it. Um, so uh, he even acknowledges that slavery to Christ is an illustration that we might take negatively but it's really a positive love of complete giving ourselves. So interesting. And I'll have to kind of um, teach that some more when we get into, you know, as we go on in Romans. Yeah. Uh, maybe even this weekend live since yeah. it's too late now. I've already given it online. But uh, uh, or the there's Zoom always class. a little bit more live than yeah. there is online. Yeah. And come to the Zoom class on Tuesday night at right. 7 o'clock. You can get information at uh, springhills.org. And we'll bring that up and we'll talk about the slavery analogy is a beautiful one because slavery to sin to slavery to Christ. But slavery to Christ is a freedom giving of love. It's totally different. Awesome. And then, yeah, next week, Romans 7, uh, John Knapp. The Knapper He's going to come in. And so he'll be doing the preview next weekend after he, or next week after he records his, his sermon. And then uh, he'll be speaking next week live on the lawn. And also don't forget, we've got small group signups. The catalog opens this weekend. So check that out. We've got a lot of cool groups for you. We also have on this podcast feed a couple of episodes about small groups. So Gerilyn came in. We talked about being a small group leader. And then just the other day, I had a few small group leaders come in. and We talked about joining a small group. So that'll come out on Monday morning. I'll have that episode up for everybody to, to listen to. So, all right, everybody, we hope you have a, a safe week. We'll be praying for everybody dealing with all the evacuations and the the PTSD, all the things going on. And we hope to see you either on the lawn or online.